Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Sherry Rawlings, CIO at San Juan Regional Medical Center. In this segment, Rawlings talks about the hands-off strategy her team used during the EHR selection process, her biggest concerns with meeting patient engagement requirements, and how she really feels about meaningful use. Now, um, as far as the, uh, the clinics being on uh, GE centricity, how has that that gone so far in terms of the clinics adopting it? Is this both the um, owned and affiliated physicians? Um, it's only the owned. Um, mm-hmm. Overall, I don't think it's gone badly. Um, I think we have some technology challenges in, in how we deliver the, that particular product. Um, we continue to work on that. Um, it, it's a case of having not just the EMR, but the delivery mechanism such as VMware or Citrix along with a combination of some kind of a single sign-on. And those three pieces together can cause difficulties and challenges sometimes. So that, that's kind of where we struggle. Overall, I think the groups have adopted it. Um, as all, I, I think as not as uncommon in most places, physicians don't like it as much. They would prefer paper. And, you know, you always get the, it was much faster. Yes, it was. It absolutely was, doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's not why we're doing it. So, right. uh, but overall, they've done very well. They're making their meaningful use numbers. Um, they're okay. And as far as uh, dealing with things like that or, you know, issues that arise, what's your approach there? Is there a specific, uh, you know, committees or how, um, how is that approach as far as, you know, trying to uh, help the, the physicians with challenges? Well, actually, the, the approach that I've taken with the, that whole group of people um, started actually when I first got here, and it, it's all kind of a big picture thing. Um, when I got here, the the EMR that had been being implemented was not meeting their needs. Clinics were closing, going back to paper, throwing a fit. So we went, we started immediately a new project to, to select a different one when I arrived. And okay. that, I allowed them and encouraged them to make the selection. I pruned the field down to acceptable ones. They, they were a part of that. Um, and that was a formal process with people participating. Um, once we picked the EMR and began the implementation, the clinics pretty much took over. IT stood to the side and supported them, guided them, acted as consultants, but we let the clinics own that. Um, we even brought in a project manager from, an, from INHS again and they led them through that. But IT pretty much took a hands-off approach. Um, and I think that helped because it wasn't IT shoving it down their throat. It was, we picked it, we're going to make it work, and this is what we're going to do with it. So today it, it continues the same way. Um, we now have all of their analysts, well, their only analyst is working for me now, but in terms of what the design is, that kind of thing. We don't. We will. We will participate and build it. We have people, core teams that work through that, but we don't. Um, that's not our system, and, and I think that's where we've been able to get the adoption. Yeah, yeah. That that definitely seems like something that could be key. Um, you know, just just as you've you've talked about before, that you know, when people think something is being forced on them, it, you're just not going to get good results. Right. Well, they can, they can use it against you, right? They, they, well, that's, it's all your fault, and we're yeah. not going down that path. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, that's true in so many facets of right. Of a, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now, um, are you doing anything with telemedicine at this point, or is it something that you plan to look into? So yes and no. We have um, we have a challenge in our neurology coverage, and so we are employing teleneurologists in terms of telemedicine out to with us being the monitors and the physician side, no, we are not doing that. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it, but we tend to be the recipients of it. Like we have a University of New Mexico Hospital Association group down in Albuquerque. So like they have specialists that maybe we'll, we will receive consulting services from them via telemedicine. But we have not been on that end of it yet. Right. One of the, the biggest things there is that that whole payment issue, and that that's a pretty right. serious roadblock. But yeah, payment issues as well as, um, well, we, we're in the four corners. So we actually draw patients from Utah, Arizona, Colorado, and New Mexico. Okay. And so the, um, the credentialing process for our providers is a bit of a challenge, and so we haven't even tried to start that process yet. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, especially when that, in that unique geographical area. That's right. Okay. And now, um, as far as uh, data exchange or uh, HIEs, are you involved in anything like that? We we have one in the state of New Mexico. It's run by the Lovelace Foundation. There have been a lot of challenges with that, and I, I can honestly say we've not made much progress there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're still trying to develop what their processes. They made a vendor change this year, and so we're just behind. Right. I have to say that in speaking to, yeah, that there just there aren't as many there aren't that many success stories. They're really it's such a tough model to sustain or you know build and sustain. Well, and and again, because of our location, it was really difficult to determine where we wanted to put our dollars, right? Because Colorado's got two that are seem to be functioning well, and I don't know about Utah or Arizona. And quite frankly, the being a part of the one in Albuquerque really doesn't do us much good because the mm-hmm. providers are all in Albuquerque and we don't see Albuquerque patients. Um, basically what ends up happening is the data we put into it is going to be um, available to the Albuquerque providers and they'll use it when we send our folks, but it's not going to be of any benefit to us at all. So we've just had to say, ah, okay, we, you know, it's for the greater good. Um, we'll participate, we'll, we'll do what we need to do because we see the value in it, but there will be no real good return on investment for us in the long run. And that there are enough, uh, enough projects that you have to worry about that uh, you know, do bring in <laughs> a return. Yeah. Now, as far as uh, meaningful use, where do you stand? We um, attested earlier in the year for stage one, year two, so we've started the year two with everybody else, and we're still hopeful with the 90 days, you know, that they'll come through with all of that. Um, our, our clinics are finishing up their 90-day for this year. Um, so they'll start their year two, January 1. We have significant concerns about being able to make those primarily in the patient engagement area. Because of our culture, we have large pockets of people who don't have access to Internet, who don't speak English, 
we're just not going to even be close. We're, we're working on all kinds of programs to get people involved, but I think at the end of the day, we're just not going to make that number, and, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, we, we we never intended to chase the dollar. Um, we've done everything else. We put everything else in place, and I feel like that's a huge success, and we're a lot further ahead than we were three years ago. Right. And then when you talk about that uh, patient engagement piece, that's something where, I mean, I, I guess that the way that it's set up, they have to do some kind of blanket. Like, you know, everybody has to meet these numbers. But in your area, that is just so different from something like a, a Boston, where, you know, it's a metropolitan area and, and very tech-savvy area as far as patients. So that's that's a really tough one. And I can certainly understand, uh, you know, your strategy there. Well, and we we have the ability to become an exception, if you will, uh, and not have to meet that measure if we don't have broadband coverage. The problem is we do have the broadband coverage. The culture hasn't adopted it. And and the other piece of that, and this is just my own personal soapbox, so many of the younger patients, so many of the patients who would use this technology are younger, and they're not chronic patients, so there's no value in it for them. So the group of people that you're going to be able to target that would do it aren't the ones that need it. The folks here in this area who are older and who are the chronic patients who need that care, that engagement in their record, they just aren't going to adopt that kind of technology. So for us, it, it doesn't e- it's not even a measure that makes sense for us. So, but, yeah. you know, it is what it is, and you can't make, I guess, laws for everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or programs for everything. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. Uh, on the whole, though, do you are you uh, happy with the you know the direction of, of meaningful use, or at least uh, you know the objectives of it? No, and, and I don't mean to be non-supportive. I think we're still, in spite of where we are today, I think we're we're a lot further than where we are. Do I think? I don't think it achieved near what they thought it would. Right. I the whole interoperability, like I talked about earlier, the feeding my records to to someplace in Albuquerque. Those aren't the things that are going to help me or help us take better care of our patients. I think that those kinds of programs, meaningful use works great if you're working in a big city with with a bunch of organizations in it. But for the majority of us who are community-type hospitals, it really didn't do anything for us except give us some extra funding and get our paper records electronic. Yeah. No, that that's a really valid point, and you're not the only one who feels that way. It's, you know, it, it's it's you understand what it was trying to do, but it just didn't necessarily get there, and may not get there. Yep. Thank you for listening to this podcast from HealthSystemCIO.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at HealthSystemCIO.com/podcast.